Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, just me for the day, ranting and raving, telling you what's what, complaining about all sorts of stuff this week. Uh, I drove to Wembley. Yep, that's the thing. And I'm going to tell you all about it. So, strap in for that one. Um, birthdays. Um, children. Cake. It's all here. It's all here. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop in any reviews you want to drop and share the podcast around. Uh, word of mouth is a wonderful thing, it's often how podcasts grow, so uh, let people know. If you enjoy the podcast, let people know. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello, how you doing, you alright? You well? Good, how's your week going? Yeah, good. <sighs> I'd love to tell you that my week was going well. I'd love to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I'm not well. <sighs> Which is new. Um, and... As with pretty much everything, I intended to start this podcast an hour and ten minutes ago. Pretty much sums everything up from my perspective. Um, I, hadn't in, I hadn't intended to start moaning, but today has been... <sighs> yeah. Anyway, rather than derailing things, um, I lot I got a lot to talk about. I got a lot to get through. Ah, oh, let's start. Um, I had to make a birthday cake. Um, once upon a time, many moons ago. Baking was kind of my thing. Um, and I don't want to toot my horn. Um, but there was a time when I was well, I was okay at it. I was quite good at it. So it's that thing, isn't it? You lean into the things that you that you're good at. And then somewhere along the line. It all started going wrong. And I think at this point in time, I've probably had more disasters than I've had success. I was never... I was never the neatest baker. If uh, if you wanted me to do a cake, what I could guarantee was two things. One, it'd probably taste good. Two, it would look like... A car crash had a baby with a train wreck. Presentation, not not up there on my list of, uh, of abilities. But something somewhere along the line went wrong. 
I think I put too much emphasis on stuff. I think I'm like trying to get perfection, whereas previously I was just trying to get something. And I think that's where the disconnect has happened. So, I said to my eldest daughter, what do you want as a birthday cake? Um, There's been like a mixture of stuff over the last few years. Um, Cake as a whole is largely lost on her. Um, So making an entire birthday cake is largely a waste. Um, There was the, the year of the muffins. Um, that actually went quite well. Uh, that was that was what you might consider to be a success. Um, so I was surprised when she fired out, um, I want a birthday cake. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah, I want a birthday cake. I, okay, what kind of birthday cake? Uh, I just want a cake, but I want it to be an Oreo cake cake now a couple of years ago i'd look for a recipe for for an oreo birthday cake and being the uh hoarder that i am i still had the recipe so i was like well funnily funnily enough i have a recipe for an oreo birthday cake So she was like, yeah, that's what I want. Um, the only downfall will be the icing. And I was a bit like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the main the main part to a, to a cake. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So. Enter the first error. And this is largely where a lot of the stuff happens. There are errors and mistakes and things like that. So, enter the first error. The first error is I decided not to do the birthday cake recipe. I was going to do a a mismatch. I was going to use my tried and trusted cake recipe. And then I was going to steal the icing recipe from the Oreo cake. Put that together with my tried and true chocolate cake. Boom. Oreo birthday cake. So. Part one of this plan went surprisingly smoothly. I managed to produce a cake that was going to be very serviceable. Job done. Tick box one. So then I'm like, right, I need to do I'm going to need to make the Oreo icing. So I read the instructions. Now the instructions do this thing where it's vague on one of the ingredients. One of the ingredients had a had a a weight range 300 to 400 grams. No, no, that's not an ingredient. That is a guess. Um, When you're making something like this, you don't want to be guessing stuff. You want them to tell you, 
you know, is it 350? So I did the sensible thing. I was like, I'll start at 300 and I'll go from there. So 300 came and went, 350 came and went, 400, I'm like, something's still not right here. Um, so I've got, I've got icing. I've got half a packet of Oreos in it. And there's just something not quite right. So I then go, okay, new plan. I'm going to put all of the Oreos in and, and see what that's like. Now that was better, but in the process of doing all this, what I stumbled upon was my daughter is not going to want this. This is so far away from something that she would consider to be acceptable that the whole process is just going to be a giant waste of time. Because I'm going to put it on the cake, I'm going to serve it, she's not going to want it, and then I'm, I'm worse off. So, I was like, right, I've got an idea. I'm going to make some, um, some chocolate fudge icing. I think I've got enough ingredients for it. I'm going to whip that up real quick, bang it on the cake, and then... What I'm going to do is I've got a, I've got an incredible idea. It's still going to be Oreo because I'm going to use some of the icing and some um, some ha Oreo halves, and I'm going to make I'm going to decorate it. So I'm going to put stuff on the top of the cake using the icing, using Oreo actual biscuits. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fine. I make the fudge chocolate fudge icing. I put that on the cake. I then start trying to do my thing. And like I put the first Oreo half on the cake and it just started sliding down the cake. And we're at about 11 o'clock at night at this point. And I just went, sod it. At this point in time, what I need to do is I need to put everything in the fridge. And then in the morning, I need to work with it when it's set. So I said to Leanne in the morning, I was like, I had an absolute nightmare with the cake. I might need some help. I might need you to look at it. So she was like, I think what you just need to do is what you've said. Put some of the icing on, stick some Oreos on it, boom, done. And that's what we ended up going with. Birthday cake is finished. And that was that. So a disaster that was kind of averted through a process of a, a series of different things. So, which way do you think it went? Do we think that when I served the birthday cake, she didn't like the birthday cake that I'd made? Or, having gone, she's absolutely not going to like this icing, when it then came to it, she's like, mmm, that icing is delicious. Answers on a postcard. Okay, face down. Are you ready? Are you ready for the reveal? Yeah, she loved the icing. I'm as shocked as you are, quite frankly. If I was a better man, I'd have bet one billion, billion, 
billion that should have been like, I don't like the item. So the next thing, all these suggestions are flying around. Oh, maybe you should put some some more of the icing on the cake. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can do that if you like. If that's what you want, I can do that. Every year, every year is the same. Every single year, I vow, I promise, I cross everything, and I say, this is the year I'm going to get better. I'm going to perfect my craft. I'm going to perfect my art. I'm going to do better this year. And as every year passes, I actually think that there are elements that are getting worse. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There was the year... Was it last year or was it two years ago? When both me and Leanne vowed... That we were going to get better at making cakes. That has never happened. And here's the thing. Here's the reason. Because all of the birthdays and all of the cakes are months months apart. And if you can make it through by the skin of your teeth. Once you come out the other side. The last thing you want to do is then start making another cake. Obviously there was the year that we did like five test runs I think it was. Um... So, a very strange cake, cake incident. Um, we had some we had some poorly sickness in the house. Um, oh, it, it, it was the absolute worst. <clears throat> By the time this podcast comes comes out, <clears throat> take two minutes. Go back to the NFL podcast from three weeks ago and just watch for the bit you have to do it on YouTube just watch for the bit where I'm just not there so NFL podcast to record before the podcast monitor clicks on um, calling out there's some there's some issue there's distress so I go Running upstairs. What's wrong? What's the problem? Uh, and this was the key. This was the key to everything. This was the key to everything. What she said was, "My tummy hurts." And what I thought when she said that was, she's going to be sick. My tummy hurts is a, is a pretty specific thing, but. <clears throat> I switched modes and I went into parent mode. And parent mode is ask a series of simple questions. Number one, do you need the toilet? Now, if if she'd have gone with no, I'd have probably acted differently. But she said yes. Off we go to the toilet. She goes to the toilet. I put her back in bed. I said, right, try and get some rest. Try and get some sleep. Then start recording the NFL podcast. And then maybe half an hour into it, there's this wailing, absolute wailing. And I go, I can probably guess what that is. 
So eventually I have to get up and I have to leave the podcast. I work on the principle that I've got, you know, a few minutes. The the section we were in, I actually wasn't needed. So I, I run upstairs, I walk into the bedroom and all I hear is, Daddy, I've been sick. And I looked and I went, yes, you have. It was essentially the lying with your head on the side and just projectile vomiting. So all I can think at this point is, oh God, bless her, poor little, poor little girl. What are we supposed to do? And I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Priorities, people, priorities. So uh, I go running off to tell Leanne she's been sick. She needs to come out of the bed. She needs to come out of the bedroom. I'd already got her in the bathroom and started getting her to get her clothes off, start washing her hands and stuff, all of this. I was like, but the bed will need stripping, all of that. So, she gets cleaned, the bed gets sorted, she gets put back into bed. Now then, at this point in time, you've got a multitude of different questions. Why is she sick? Where has it come from? Is it a bug? If it's a bug, is she going to pass it on to absolutely everybody else? Because the next day, birthday party. Uh, it was my eldest's birthday party the next day. And I'm like... The last thing we need is for anybody here to get sick. The last thing we need is for, for to pass it on to a load of other children, to, to go to a public place and pass it on to absolutely everybody where we go. This is, this is DEFCON Red. That, that's not right, is it? So, the evening goes on, the night goes on. Not a peep out of her. Nothing. Like, well, that's very strange. Gets in the morning, and the usual uh, routine is all the girls get up um, early-ish, and then they're allowed a little bit of um, of Kindle watching time. There's a lot of Paw Patrol going on. Um, and and Justice League watching. Um, so that's that. And my youngest daughter and my middle daughter usually grab a Kindle and run off. But this time, my youngest is like, I want to stay here. And again, I went, that seems a little strange. Ten minutes after that, yeah, she's thrown up in the bed, isn't she? Now, we're, we're at a different alert status of DEFCON. Pretty sure I used the highest one already, so... Super DEFCON. Let's go with Super DEFCON. Now, we're in the... Uh, crap. Because now it looks more like a bug. So it's... Okay, now you have to be separated from all of your siblings... Don't go near your siblings. Don't talk to your siblings. Don't share the same room. Don't share anything. So, that's that. And it's just that thing. It's like, you just end up feeling sorry for them because you don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. Weirdly, when something like eight hours between points in time of being sick, 
and then wasn't sick after that. Just wanted, just kept going on about being hungry and wanting food. So, birthday party. Um, right, you can no longer attend the birthday party. That's you, you're out the window. Middle daughter wasn't going to be attending the first part of the party, but was going to be attending the second part of the party. You are now going to have to come to all of it. Eldest, you just need to worry, you know, your concern is having a good time. And away we go. So we go off for a couple of rounds of mini golf and uh, to get some food. This is the party. So we get to the mini golf. A little bit of a nightmare situation. Literally, they had no staff. It was like a ghost town. Uh, from a staff perspective, uh, there was plenty of customers. So time's ticking, time's ticking, time's ticking. Eventually, we got served and away we went. There's three courses. We had two games. Which one do you want to do? So I was like, look, because they were all started picking different courses. I was like, look, you need to decide on one together. So let's do that to start with. Let's decide on one. So eventually they picked one. Uh, and off we went to play golf. Um, playing golf was fine. There had been an issue um, because my middle daughter wasn't supposed to be coming. And then she was coming. I had to add her on. And obviously, you know, that situation. Nobody nobody knows how to do that. Nobody, You can't do it. It's impossible. So you're going to have to play on your own. I'm like... Right, fine, whatever. We got around the first one. Fairly easy. Fairly simple. No real problems. So then they pick the second course. Uh, and they pick what I consider to be, on one hand, the harder of the three. And on the other hand, the the best of the three. It's a little bit of, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B on that one. So away we go. Almost immediately, I realise there are people behind us. Not an issue. We set off on our first course. Now, bear in mind there are five of us, so five people. It takes a little bit of a, a little bit of time to get through. We set off. We play. After the first hole, I was very much aware that the people that were behind us. We're a little less behind us and more with us, shall we say. So, hole two, they're kind of there. By hole three, like, the, 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 what's, what's essentially, what you could look at as two groups, myself on my own and, and four children, which was as far as the, as far as the golf was concerned was actually two groups obviously we're all you know together what was two or three groups is now one group or two groups i'm a bit like yeah i don't i don't need this and i don't think it's okay because you could just wait you could wait 10 seconds and it would probably give us all just a little bit of breathing room Two holes later, we run into the people who are in front of us. 
uh, the people in front of us have um, they, they are a large group they're a big group so very much like the five of us they're going to take a little bit of time so we're waiting for them and then that it's us and then the two people behind us by this point have essentially joined our group and I'm like what the flippity flop is this so I give the cursory glance over the shoulder and go, ah, for fuck's sake. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Karen came to play golf. By, bear in mind, you know, you play nine holes. By about the fifth or sixth hole, Karen was no longer waiting to start playing before we'd finished there was a point where there's there's a hole that's got stairs you go upstairs onto a platform and you you tee off from the platform and then you come back down the stairs to play on the green i couldn't get down the stairs because karen's decided the easiest way for her to get started playing golf is to block me getting down the stairs it reached a point where I was like, I am going to have to say something. Now, one or two things was going to happen. At one point, uh, we were still playing a hole and they started playing. And one of the balls, one of their balls, ended up next to where I was putting, which was super fun. And I had this flash of, I'm just going to smack that ball as hard as I can across the room that's that's not the right way of doing things people that's not the answer it's not okay so i switched gears and i went no no no, no. that's a silly there's a silly thing to do silly thing to say instead i'm going to turn around to this woman and give her a piece of my mind in front of these four children uh, two of which are mine, and two of which aren't. I wonder what interesting stories they might go home with. Yeah, it's probably just not worth it, is it? So that was that. We played the rest of that course with an additional two people who couldn't wait like 10 seconds, 30 seconds. If it had been me, I'd have at least waited until the people in front were off the hole that was being played. Because we've got a group. There's five of us. Even just waiting until the the group in front got off the hole that was next to play. By the time five of us have got through, that group's long gone. But, but no. We got finished up. We had uh, we had some drinks. Then we played some arcade games, and then we went uh, for some food. And I had said, let's go to Pizza Hut. It's round the corner. Fantastic. Wonderful idea. Let's go to Pizza Hut. My eldest had already decided what she was having. Um, no surprises. Not, not pizza. Um... I knew that my middle daughter would be quite happy with um, with some pizza. 
and then um, then there's two other children to to consider. <clears throat> Me being the, uh, the 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 Mr. Moneybags, I'm like, hey, these guys can get whatever they want. We'll just we'll just go crazy, crazy. <sighs> By the time we get there, everybody needs the toilet. So I'm like, oh, go in groups of two. Two go first, then another two go, and then we're all going to the toilet at once. So all four of them went off to the toilet, and I sat down at the table. I was like, oh, I'm glad people listened anyway. I sat down. I picked up a menu. I went, right, you know, what sort of, what sort of thing are we looking at here? You know, pizzas, there's a surprise. And then I looked at the cost. And I went, why the hell is this food so freaking expensive? Like the average price of what was what was entitled sharing pizza was £25. Now, I've eaten at Pizza Hut before. Um a few times and i can tell you one thing for damn sure their food is not worth 25 pounds i started going through the menu i started flipping it over flipping it back going what what exactly is happening right now why is this food so expensive when did pizza hut become as a, this expensive what is happening here? At which point, the children returned. So I had an idea of what my eldest was going to get. I was already telling my middle daughter what she was going to get. So the enigmas in, in this situation were, uh, were the other two children. Uh, my eldest daughter's guests. And so it began. Holy shit balls. I was sat at the end of the table. But let's face it, there's only uh, five of us. So it's not like they're a million miles away. And all I can hear is, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Shall we get this? Shall we order this? It was essentially reading the entire menu. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Oh, what is happening right now? Now, straight away, I want to get this right out on Front Street. I want to make this well and truly clear. This was categorically my fault. Everything here was my fault. This was my issue. I had done this to myself. I set no boundaries. Admittedly, I was working on the principle that at the absolute outside, if they went absolutely mental, the absolute outside of this meal was going to be like 60 quid. And I was accepting that. I had accepted that long ago. At this point in time, I'm looking at the stuff that they're talking about ordering, and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like, this could be insane money. When we got there, they were like, "Right, um, have you been re have you been to Pizza Hut before?" Yes, recently. Um, 
No, no, not really. We want you to do all of your ordering on the app or the website. Just scan the QR code. Uh, once you've ordered, we'll bring you all of the stuff. Okay, okay, I can, I can pretty much do that. So, all these orders start flying at me. We want this, we want that, we want the other. I'm like, right, let me do it in bits. So, um, I was like, right, let's order this pizza. So, they they were absolutely adamant. And again, here's where Numbnuts over here goes and completely fucks up. They were absolutely adamant that what they wanted was a meat feast. Nothing wrong with that, you think. But they wanted a hot one. And I'm like, what do you mean you want a hot one? Oh, I love hot food. Oh, I love hot food. I love hot food. I could eat all the hot food in the world. Definitely can have a hot one. There is a voice in my head screaming at me. You are a fucking idiot if you order two 10-year-old girls a hot pizza. Do not do that, you fucking idiot. So, I went, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just get the normal meat pizza, get the meat feast, and then be done. No, 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 it has to be the hot one. Get the hot one. So I'm like, right, okay, what is what is on the hot one? So I read through it, and the only thing that is hot is jalapenos. And I'm like, well, jalapenos aren't actually that hot. They're not that spicy. And worse comes to worse, they can take the jalapenos off, which they said themselves, we're going to take the jalapenos off if it gets too much. And part of me, a tiny little bit of me, wanted to see what would happen when two 10-year-old girls try and tackle a hot pizza and i did a little bit of a let's throw caution to the wind and i went fine if you want hot pizza that's what you're gonna get i put it into the app i put it into the website i put it in into the order and almost immediately i get a message oh why don't you turn it into a meal So I think the pizza in question was something like £26. And the thing's like, why don't you turn it into a meal? Now, I knew that they wanted a load of sides and they wanted drinks and they wanted dessert. And And this thing was like, hey, why don't you turn it into a meal? You can have uh, a pizza, two sides and two desserts for £40. I'm like, well, I'm going to be ordering that stuff anyway. So let's do that then. So I ticked off all the stuff. These are the sides you get in. This is the pizza you're having. And these are the desserts you want. Yes? Yes. Oh, what about drinks? Huh? The, 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 was there any mention of drinks? No, the, the meal, quote unquote meal, doesn't come with drinks. So let's get some drinks sorted. So there was that. Then I was saying to my middle daughter, Hey! You're having a meal from the children's menu. You will get a pizza. You can pick whatever pizza you want. You will get a side. I suggest you get some chips. You'll get a drink. 
I suggest this, and you'll get a dessert. She was fine with that. Then I turned to my eldest. Right, you are having... You're having this, and it's not a pizza. You're having a, a meal type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put the meal thing in at £19. And uh, guess what? I could turn it into a meal. And it's a different one. This one comes with a drink, but it doesn't come with a dessert. And I'm like, you won't want the drink, but I'll have your drink. So, I have to order drinks separately for the first meal. I have to order desserts separately for the second meal. I'm like, do you know what? I haven't eaten all day. I'm going to get a little bit of a nibbly nibble to nibble on. So, I place the order, and everybody goes off to get salad bar, I come back in salad bar, and there's like crazy things that they got from the salad bar, and it's all fun and games. And then they start bringing the food, so the food comes and everybody starts. But they didn't bring all the food at the same time, and apparently hadn't prepared all the food at the same time. So my eldest is then just sat at her birthday party... With nothing to eat. Something I did notice was when they brought out varying degrees of the food. Some of the food wasn't exactly warm. In fact, some people might have said that it was cold. I'm like, how have you managed to get this so spread out? We also had to ask for plates. Which was a bit of a... Really? Anyway. Oh, they're preparing the meal now. So it's just going to be a few minutes. Okay. Uh, the One of the two, uh, the two party guests tapped out almost immediately on the pizza. Almost immediately. To give her her dues, the other party guest absolutely soldiered on with the food. Um, there was there was plenty to take home, though. Let's put it that way. Eventually, they brought my eldest daughter's meal out. Uh, at which point, she proceeded to pick at it and not eat any of it. Um, there was a point in time where... Um, all of her friends disappeared. Allegedly, this was to go to the toilet, but they were gone way too long. Which part I took this opportunity to have a conversation with my daughter about the fact that she hadn't eaten anything. And that was that. Um, since then, me and Mel's daughter have had a massive falling out. Um, largely to do with the fact that, as I said to her, that was, in my 42 years of life, one of the single most expensive meals I've ever had to pay for. That is no joke or exaggeration. It was... It was into three digits. Um, it is... Uh, and and will for a very long time be 
one of the most expensive meals I've ever had to pay for. At one point, I asked my middle daughter to pass me the children's menu, and they could have all had something off the children's menu for less than a tenner each. Definitely realised the error of my ways, because I should have just been like, you're all getting something off the children's menu. And that's that. Could have saved myself a lot of money if I'd have put some parameters in. And as I said before, and I'm still saying it now, this was absolutely, categorically, 100% my fault. I did this to myself. <sighs> so yeah, uh, a fantastic birthday all around, I'm sure you can agree. Um, <coughs> I finished uh, the David Goggins book. Um, it... it uh, <laughs> It's one of those things. It's left a huge hole. Um, yeah, every, everybody knows that feeling when you've got something that you're really into, whether it's TV series, a computer game, a movie. Um, I don't know. You just whatever it is that you enjoy when you've got like the top, the cream of the crop of whatever it is you enjoy. A really good book, for example. When it ends. You feel like there's something missing. Like I felt like this, that like not having this book to read, not having this book in my life, had left a gap, had left a hole in my life. So much of of things at that time revolved around this book, and then it was it was over. But fear not, ladies and gentlemen, because I had a plan. I prepared for the inevitable, and the inevitable was that the book was going to end. I've been getting emails from Amazon for ages about audiobooks and how I could have some free audiobooks. I've taken my time to look up the David Goggins book, and I found that not only was it available on uh, Audible, it was in the to in the charts, way up in the charts. And it's really long. It's like 18 hours. I was like, this is value for money, and I'm going to get it for free. Perfect. Did a little wheel, wheelie-dealy with the free stuff that they were offering. Managed to get a couple of books through Audible. And one of them was the David Goggins book. Um, to my shock, surprise, and disappointment, uh, the David Goggins book is not read solely by David Goggins, because this is the point in time where you find out that it was the book's written by a ghostwriter, which took a little bit of a shine off the book, but it wouldn't have mattered as much if the audio book was read by David Goggins. It isn't, and it honestly, it just it's just weird when you've got somebody who isn't him saying. When I was a when I was a boy, I did this. Well, you didn't, because it's not about you. It, it's just weird. I've tried about three times to listen to the audiobook, and I just can't. So now, so now I've got this big gap where the book was, and now I feel super disappointed with the audiobook. So it's like getting kicked in the balls twice. Um, 
I'm I'm very sad about about this. Um, I'd be even more sad if I then didn't go on to social media to see that almost as if by magic, David Goggins has got a new book coming out in December. So uh, I'm all over that. Um, today is Halloween. Not to date the podcast, but very much dates the podcast because today is Halloween. Um, today is also a Monday. It's a very strange Halloweeny kind of day. Um, I've 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 done Halloween for the last few years. It's been a it's it's been an up and down time. You put a lot of effort into these things, and then um, then it gets taken the wrong way. Uh, you put a lot of effort into these things. And um, nobody likes it, and then you say, "I'm never doing that again." And then Halloween comes round, and it's, "Oh, are we doing all that stuff that we did last year for Halloween this year." What you said you didn't like it? Oh no, I loved it. What? That's kind of how Halloween goes in our house. Um, this year didn't have to deal with it. It's a Monday. So, um, you know, not exactly doing Halloween-y stuff. But, in the end, ended up caving, and we decided to go to the um, Bird of Prey place. Mentioned it before, mentioned it a few times, been a couple of times, two or three times. It's a very enjoyable place for the majority of the family. Uh, I would say for the older members of the family. Um, But... They've got a park. And ultimately, you know. Also, you might get the opportunity to hold a bird. So even the little ones are like, yeah, I'll hold a bird. Um, found out that the Bird of Play place was doing a Halloween thing. So it was like, you pay a load of money and you can go for a Halloween thing. So we decided to go on Saturday to do the Halloween. Honestly... I'm like, it's not like they're going to go all out. But Leanne kept showing me like pictures and videos. And I was like, hey, it looks really good. But I was still very much in the camp of, they're not going to go all out. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, bird of prey place with a couple of Halloween things dotted around. Boy, was I wrong. It was really good. They had gone all out, like way beyond anything I could have possibly imagined. It was it was bonkers. There was so much stuff there. There was so much stuff to do. First thing was you could go and do wand making, which looked really cool. And all of the girls went and made a wand each. They uh, Every child got a pumpkin, and then you could go and carve a pumpkin. I carved my first pumpkin. In 42 years, I got my first pumpkin. I don't want to be the guy that goes, and you know something, it was good. But it was all right. Um, they had the flying displays with the birds. They had um, a place to go in um, to go and see, uh, what's her name? Maleficent. And apparently, I don't know whether this is true or not, but this is apparently the case. The lady who's doing it works at Disneyland, Disney World, whichever it is. And that's what she does as her job. But she was on holiday from her job and agreed to come and do it at the 
at the Bird of Prey place. Um, they had a haunted house. They had an escape room. They had like little things that you could just go and do, like uh, you go in and do something. They had this whole area set up that had like dragons that were blowing smoke through smoke machines. There's giant spider area with this massive spider that was on like a pulley, so it would like go up and down its web. They had um, like like a sheet to do like a treasure hunt thing. There was so much stuff. Uh, my youngest daughter got to hold a bird. Just randomly, just walking around. This guy was like, do you want to hold a bird? She's like, yeah, I want to hold a bird. It was, it was really, really good. Super enjoyable time. Um, and for once, I think everybody got something right. They, they put like trampolines and games and stuff out. So even the younger two were like off on the trampoline having a whale of a time. I was proper impressed. It was one of those because I don't think it was actually like any more expensive than if you'd have just gone on a normal day. It might have been a little bit like a few pounds more expensive. Um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, what I've got written down on my list, which is weird, um, is I've written down never ending cold. And honestly, I can say this, touch wood, that up until yesterday, I was still dealing with that cold that I was talking about however many weeks ago. And it just would not go. Wouldn't shift. I could not get it to go. Today, touch wood, fake wood that it is, but touch wood, I think I, I think I feel maybe a little bit better. Obviously, nicely in time for some kind of stomach issue to appear and me to be feeling like unwell in a completely different way. Um, might might skip over the never-ending cold because I don't want to jinx anything. Um, so yesterday. Um, yesterday was the um, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Denver Broncos in London at Wembley Stadium, and uh, this will get dis- this will get discussed on the NFL podcast in probably more detail and slightly different detail than what I'm about to go through. But uh, myself, podcast alum Rob Brafton, and uh, another podcast alum that is a secret. Even though you'll have heard the NFL podcast before, you'll hear this one. Anyway, um, we went. We're in attendance. Now, long story short, there was a thing about going on the train, um, which is one of those things in a lot of times and a lot of situations, I find that now that um, now I'm able to drive and have been able to drive for a few years, I would more likely prefer to drive most places, even if it's to London and back in a day. Uh, everybody else wanted to go on the train, and I went, you know what? You guys go on the train, I'll see you there. So, a three and a half hour drive, uh, which when I set off, it actually said it was going to be three hours and ten minutes. Um, because I was setting off at seven o'clock in the morning. So there's that. Um, drove there had torrential rain at one point. I was like, well, it wouldn't be a long journey if I didn't get some torrential rain now, would it? 
ended up um, driving to the place where I was going to go to. I was going to park at a tube station and jump on the tube, but in the end, I couldn't get into said tube station. Uh, but um, big thanks to Leanne for uh, looking a bit further into it and seeing that a lot of people had complained about this particular tube station and had said that there is a different one you can go to that's one stop over. Uh, I went to that one, I managed to find a parking space, and I jumped on the tube. Three stops later, I was at Wembley. Uh, we went in, uh, I picked up some merch, which was uh, real cheap, definitely cheap. And then we went in, we watched the game. The game stuff will be covered uh, on the NFL podcast, so there's very little point in me going through it here. Um, what I will say is this, something that I made a note of because this is something that stands out to me. Everywhere are signs. Wembley is a no-smoking stadium. This includes e-cigarettes. And at various points in time, you heard people having conversations about going outside to smoke and whether they could get in and out and all this. There was a lady seated in front of me who decided that the no smoking rule didn't apply to her and was happily puffing away on her e-cigarette. Not a massive issue. However, the guy sitting next to me decided, well, hey, if she's doing it, then I'm going to do it. But I'm going to be real sneaky about it. And every time I use mine, I'm going to crouch down. But here's the problem. This guy had some God knows what going on. Like a peach, strawberry, mango, lychee combination that was so sickly sweet. You know when you're just like, oh, that is, that's that's gone too far. That's going to step beyond has that. So, it was bad enough that at the time, this person was um, indulging in the e-cigarette that didn't smell great. What was worse was, six hours later, I could still smell that smell. And it was, it was like literally when I say sickly sweet, like every time I got a whiff of it, it made me want to be sick. Now I've been in a couple of situations where uh, I've been um, subjected to e-cigarettes in uncomfortable situations. I read into that what you will. Um, and I've found that it can actually be quite traumatic. I was I was once in a situation where I had to lie face down for a very long time, something like eight hours, um, for several inches from my face was a bin. So lying face down is, is bad enough. You're lying on your stomach, makes you feel sick. Then you've got a bin in your face. And then periodically throughout the day, it's just e-cigarette, 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 and it's the sickly sweet stuff. And I, it's one of the times that I felt so incredibly sick without actually being sick. 
then obviously you've got like this thing from yesterday where it was just like every time, every like couple of minutes, I'd be like, oh, I can still smell that goddamn e-cigarette and it fucking stinks. It was like it must have got in my hair, it must have got in my clothes, it must have got into everything. And I just could not shake the smell of it. Um, one of the downsides is once you've been and you've you've enjoyed it. Um, again, I'll talk at length about this, but getting out of Wembley is an absolute nightmare. It's beyond a nightmare. It's insanity. the The fact that nobody has thought of a better way of doing it is beyond me. Um. What's great is you're going in a different direction to everybody else when you go a particular way. Like where I'd parked the car, I was going the opposite direction to everybody. So you can step onto a tube and get a seat. It's that kind of situation. Three or four stops later, I'm off, I'm in the car, I'm like, I am out of here. See you guys later. 20 minutes later, I'd moved about 10 metres from where I started. And it was just that, like, this, at one point the sat nav was like, hey, I found a different direction for you to go that's quicker with, like, the traffic and stuff. And I was like, cool, it's not going to make a lot of difference while I'm still sat here. Um, It was a bit of a nightmare getting out of the area I was in. Um, also, you've got to deal with the fact that everybody's trying to get out, so nobody gives a shit about anybody else. Um, and then people just cutting you up left, right and centre. Uh, I've never seen more undertaking on a motorway in my life than I did yesterday. Then you've got the fact that once it's taken you an hour and a half to get out of Wembley and 10 minutes on a tube, but then an hour to get out of where you know where you are and where you're parked, you've then still got three and a half hours to drive home in the dark. Um, I also needed petrol. So I had to go go to a service station and, you know, all that just adds time on. I got home about 10, half 10 last night. Now, sitting in a car for, let's call it, eight hours. Sitting watching American football for, like, you know, a good couple of hours. Sitting on the tube. There's a lot of sitting and you know what sitting doesn't do? Sitting doesn't tick off the numbers. You don't get, you know, you don't fill your rings when you sat around doing sod all all day. So when I got home at ten half ten, I had to get changed into my into my workout gear, and I had to go and do an hour on the treadmill to tick off the the rings for the day. And it was the absolute last thing I wanted to do. But I went and I did an hour on the treadmill. And literally at 23.57, I managed to complete the last of the three rings. And got all the rings for for yesterday. It was... It was cutting it close. I was absolutely hanging by the time I got off the treadmill. And it was literally, I got off the treadmill, I let the dog out, and I went to bed. Um, so yeah, it was, there are, there are times when you have to do the, was it worth it? Um, I had a really good time and we had amazing seats. Um, big shout out to Rob Rafton. 
um, for, for organising it all. We had an absolute a fantastic time. The game was brilliant. Um, but, you know, you got to take the rough with the smooth, so... Yeah. Um, entertainment. Entertainment. Um, other than, you know, standard TV stuff that I've been watching, I have watched uh, two or three more episodes of Welcome to Wrexham. It, it's gone a bit weird. Um, they, they've done, like, what I can only presume are, like, filler episodes. Which I'm very much in the camp of, oh, we don't need this. Just get on with it. You know, being a being a huge football fan, I want to know what's going on with the football. Um, there was a there was an episode that was really difficult to watch when they were talking about the previous owner of uh, Wrexham. Uh, that was just like, uh, there are some people out there in the world who are truly awful human beings. Um, and this was a shining example of that. Um, haven't watched any since. Um, I don't want to say like I feel as I feel put off by um, the some of these like filler episodes, but they don't. Weirdly, they don't make for easy watching because whether you're a football fan or not, you are very much there for the football side of the show. Um, I will go back to it. I just honestly, I I have got that little time at the moment that I realised recently that I, I don't eat lunch anymore. Not because not like through a conscious decision, purely because I don't have the time. Um, movie wise, I've written I've written a movie on my list. Uh, the reason I wrote it on my list is because it's a film I partially watched. Um, but it was a bit of a thing. Um, every now and then I, I take my eldest to the cinema. Um, and we go and watch, um, you know, things that she would, she would maybe want to see, things that I would maybe want to see. We go to the cinema together, we have a nice time. Um, but I don't take my youngest daughter to the cinema. I don't take my middle daughter to the cinema unless we all go as a family. And it was this thing that I was like, it's, it's it's kind of unfair. Just because my eldest gets to stay up later, which means that we can go to the cinema, is that fair? And I think my middle daughter kind of cottoned on to this. And just all of a sudden, throughout, Daddy, I want to go to the cinema and I want to see the, uh, the latest Minions film. And I was like, oh, okay, darling. And I had a conversation about it. And, you know, how do you want to do it? And what do you want to do? And she was very much like, I don't care. I just want to go to the cinema. And I was like, ah, I see, I see. I see what's happening here. However, not super easy to arrange. Um, my middle daughter cannot stay up. Um, it's a thing. In, in the past, she's like practically like been begging to go to bed at six o'clock in the evening. Uh, because largely a lot of the time she's just absolutely exhausted. Um, the older she's got, the more capable she is, but she is very much a person who is ready to go to bed at bedtime. Um, so it's not like you can then turn around to her and be like, hey, 
it's bedtime. Let's go to the cinema for the next couple of hours. So I, it was it was like square peg in a round hole. I just couldn't make it fit. And it was like the cinema was torn to me because they just kept it on. And it was there. And it was you could you could just go and see it, but it was like one time on a day and it'd be like, you know, half ten in the morning. It's like that's great. What are all the other children gonna do whilst me and this child go to the cinema? Anyway, I saw that it had come out. It's like Minions Rise of Gru, I think it is. And I saw that it had come out. And I was like, do you know what? I feel I feel bad that I've not been able to get her to the cinema to see it. So I'm gonna make it up to her. And I bought it for her on Blu-ray. Um and I was like, this is like this is super cool. I think she'll appreciate it. I think she'll think it's kind of nice. And I'm gonna sweeten it by I'm, I'm gonna to say to her, me and you are going to sit and watch this together. Now then, there's one small problem with that. Saying me and you are going to sit and watch this together means that we have to watch it in the middle of the day. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on in this house in the middle of the day. So I said to her, look, we've got this two-hour window now for you to watch this film. However, I need to do a couple of things. So I'm going to put the film on for you and then I'm going to come and sit with you. And that's basically what happened. I put the film on. I went and did some jobs. I came back and I sat and watched it with her. And I, I, I've i never seen Despicable Me all the way through. I've seen one of those films where I've seen the same bits like nine times. But I've never seen it all the way through. Um, <clears throat> I don't really subscribe to the Minion ethos. Um, I, I, I kind of view it as a bit of a money maker but i am very much aware that it's a big hit with kids so you gotta you gotta put yourself in that mindset and we sat and we watched it and i was like hey this is kind of fun and it's kind of cool and it's you know she very much enjoyed it we had a laugh together it was a great time if you've got kids you can't go far wrong with you know with, with minions um me and leon for our film nights because it's been October. We've been trying to do spooky movies. Uh, if you've been listening recently, you'll notice there's been a bit more of a spooky edge. Um, one that I've had on my list for ages that I really wanted to tick off was Sphere. Um, one of those films. It's it's got an uh, it's got a twelve rating, but I still think that there are things in that film that are scarier than people give it credit for. The jellyfish scene, spoilers by the way, this jellyfish scene, it, 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 I think is quite scary. And there are a couple of other things, like Samuel Jackson, all the way through it, is pretty much terrifying. Like every time he opens his mouth. Um, So, it's one of those, I own it on DVD, but I think all the DVDs are in the, in the loft. And you cannot really get it on Blu-ray. Uh, there's a much longer story to that statement, uh, but it's difficult to get on Blu-ray. Obviously, nowadays, everything's digital, so I bought it digitally. It cost me £8, 
And I was like, yeah, I'm prepared to pay £8 for this. I'll probably watch it again at some point. It's a film I've seen a bajillion times, uh, but I haven't seen it for a lot of years. So I was kind of doing that. Oh, yeah, you know, it'll be great to see it again. And you know something? Honestly, it was. Um, It's got a great cast. Liv Schreiber's in it. Completely forgot that Liv Schreiber was in it. Uh, But he is. Um... Will say this, no matter how many times I see that film, I will never get away from the fact that there are a couple of glaring plot holes, which half of the time I just put down to that it's not always super easy to understand what's going on. And I don't mean that like, like I don't mean to sound as dumb as I sound when I say that. I mean, there's like, is it this person or is it that person element of things? Um... I watched it, it's been on my list for ages, I was glad to tick it off, and I really enjoyed watching it again after all these years. Pretty sure it's coming up for an anniversary, I think it's like a 25th anniversary, or just had a 25th anniversary maybe. Um, still stands up to this day. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the CG's not super top notch, but it still is passable. Um, an enjoyable romp. Uh, finally, games-wise, um, it's it's almost solely Division Two territory in in this house. Um, the difficulty's gone up a little bit, which just means you have to be a little bit more mindful of how you go about completing things in the game. Um, I am closing in on the uh, on the on the level cap, which uh, which I'll enjoy doing. Unfortunately, I imagine there's going to be the uh, the the stereotypical, the standard massive drop off once you reach the level cap. Um, <coughs> we shall see. That, ladies and gents, is uh, is the podcast. Um, a little bit longer, a little bit less of the entertainment, a little bit more of what's been going down in the last week. Um, so yeah, that's it for this one. I'll catch you later. There you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another one gone, another week of me ranting on about God knows what. (sighs) Thank you for listening along. Uh, If you do enjoy the podcast, uh, show your support, like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews. If you want to check out the website, it's thecookiecast.com. We've got social media links and an email button. You can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. You've just listened to another episode of Cookie Cast. Thanks for listening.